Hello and a very warm welcome to another episode of the Tips and Advice for Business podcast. Coming up, it's summer holiday time for students once again and you're looking for some seasonal labour. But what do you need to consider when putting students on the payroll? Plus, an employee was awarded £75,000 because she was excluded from an after-work drinks due. Keep listening for an explanation of the employer's mistakes. And please don't forget to visit indicator-flm.co.uk to download our series of free mini-guides to tax and HR matters. There's no obligation whatsoever. You're listening to Tips and Advice for Business, the weekly podcast that trawls through the latest business news, legislation and case law, distilling often complex legal and tax requirements into bite-sized advice and realistic solutions to everyday challenges. And all this in just a few short minutes, because we know that your time is precious. The Tips and Advice for Business podcast is freely available on all the usual platforms such as Spotify, Apple, Amazon and Deezer and is brought to you by those ever so nice people at Indicator FL Memo. For supporting information, please visit indicator-flm.co.uk. Your host today is Duncan Callow, solicitor and publisher. So as the academic year winds down and the sun rises high in the sky, many students will be looking for a part-time job to see them through the summer. What do you need to consider when putting them on the payroll? Well, actually, if you take on a new employee who's a student, there are no special procedures to carry out. You should treat them in exactly the same way for tax and NI purposes as any other employee. This means you must record their pay and tax details on your full payment submissions. As for holiday pay, well, students who work part-time are legally entitled to be treated the same as comparable full-time workers. This means they're entitled to a minimum of 5.6 weeks paid holiday per year pro rata. In other words, 5.6 times their average weekly working hours. What about the minimum wage? Well, there are different rates depending on a worker's age. It's currently £6.83 per hour for workers aged 18 to 20 and £9.18 per hour for workers aged 21 and 22. A little tip here, if you're employing students and paying them at or near the relevant NMW, minimum wage rate, you need to ensure that your system will pick up on any birthdays, moving them from one minimum wage band to the next, and that the new rate is applied correctly. Now, the rate at which a worker must be paid during a pay reference period is that which applies on the first day of that period. So, when a worker turns 21, they're entitled to be paid at a higher rate from the start of the first pay reference period that begins on or after their birthday. I'll give you an example. Your company has a calendar month pay reference period, so a student whose 21st birthday is 2nd of July 2022 would be eligible for the higher rate from 1st of August. What about pensions? Surely students aren't entitled to pensions. Well, actually, you need to make sure that you keep an eye on your obligations for auto-enrolling part-time student workers. While someone working a few hours per week during term time may not earn enough to be auto-enrolled, If they then work full-time for a period, say over the summer holidays, then depending on their age and earnings, you may have an obligation to auto-enrol them. But note that to be eligible for automatic enrolment, the student must be 22 or over, and you should also consider whether you can postpone enrolment if the increased earnings are only going to be for a temporary period. What about student loans? Well, they all have them. 
And you should actually ask your student workers to complete a starter checklist, which provides detailed information about their student plans. Question nine should only be completed with a yes if the student does not have a student loan in repayment at the point starting the new job. For example, individuals who graduated in this summer 2022 do not start paying back their student loan until the first tax year after graduation, which would be 6th of April 2023, assuming they're in work and earning more than the relevant threshold. What about foreign students? Well, full-time students on student visas, which were previously called Tier 4 student visas, and studying a Level 6 qualification, which is the equivalent to a bachelor's degree, graduate diploma, or PGCE, can work up to 20 hours per week during term time. They can only work full-time in university vacations or if their course involves a work placement. Important here, make sure you check a foreign student's visa before employing them to ensure it is valid. Take a copy of the visa as a record that you've checked it, And remember that foreign students should also complete a starter checklist in the same way as UK students and will pay tax and NI in the UK, but they could be entitled to reclaim the tax that they paid when they leave the UK by completing a form P85. So in summary, if you're considering taking students on this summer, you must treat them for payroll purposes in the same way as any other employee. This includes compliance with the minimum wage requirements, holiday pay and eligibility for auto-enrolment. But you can consider postponing auto-enrolment if they're going to be employed for only a short period. Make sure you have a record of student visa checks for any foreign students that you take on. Hope you found this helpful. After work socialising is now definitely back on the agenda thankfully, but it doesn't come without risks for employers. And in fact, in one case, an employee who was excluded from her colleagues' drinks plans has been awarded £75,000 by the tribunal. Why must the employer, in this case, pay up, even though it had nothing to do with the night out? Well, it involves a lady called Rita. Now, in December 2018, her colleagues at work discussed having drinks at a nearby restaurant after knocking off time. Just a normal sort of conversation. It took place right in front of her, but she wasn't invited to the night out. In fact, Rita was the only person uh, from her uh, team not to be included in the after work drinks plans. She was upset over her exclusion and she later went off sick. In December, sorry, in April 2019, she resigned She then brought various tribunal claims, including for race discrimination and victimisation. Roll the clock forward three years, and in May 2022, the tribunal confirmed that Rita's exclusion from the after-work drinks was an act of victimisation by her colleagues. It noted that this this event was not formally organised by the employer, but it was one to which Rita would normally have been invited. Now, On that basis, whilst the decision might seem unreasonable by by the tribunal, it got there because there was a sufficiently close connection between the event that Rita was excluded from and her employment. This is quite a stark warning for for businesses, for employers. Furthermore, an employer is legally responsible for any acts of victimisation carried out by its employees in the course of their employment. Sort of vicarious liability. 
However, in this case, certain employees were named as joint respondents by RITA and they've been required to pay some of the compensation that's been awarded. This means that those employees carry the can along with the employer and if necessary, RITA could enforce the judgment against them personally. So what are the takeaways from this? Well, the reason the employer was held liable is that the after-work drinks were sufficiently connected to the claimant's employment and she was specifically excluded from the event. This was deemed to be an act of victimisation by her colleagues for which the employer was legally responsible. So advise employees that they should not purposefully exclude any colleagues when after-work drinks are arranged. Just common sense, really. Well, hope you enjoyed that. But can you believe it? We've reached the end of another episode of the Tips and Advice for Business podcast. But don't worry, we will be back again soon. And we'll be talking about summertime staff parties and when they are tax and NI free. Plus, how can you protect workers who use ladders? But for now, thank you for sharing your time with us and goodbye. You've been listening to the Tips and Advice for Business podcast. Every week, we trawl through the latest business news, legislation and case law, distilling often complex legal and tax requirements into bite-sized tips, advice and solutions. For more information about our products and services, please visit indicator-flm.co.uk.